Okay, good evening everyone. So, we're going to pick up where we left, left off two weeks ago, before I was in Eretz Yisrael last week. And that is three midas. That is, Netzach, Hoid, and Yisoyed. So, these are the, 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 the lower three midas of how Hashem deals with. So, Echiyargo Adam Atzu, but Netzach, Netzach and Hodor, the, the Zayar says are like the twin Twins of, of, of twins, uh, and Netzach is like Chesed, it's the giving, uh, and Hod is, which is literally like uh, like splendor, uh, is like Gura, which is it, you can give, but you have to focus uh, the giving, and you saw it. You saw it. We'll get to as well, which is the foundation. V'oylam We know that uh, Netzach and Hod have some things in common, and some things. Which are unique. Now, as, as follows. Can we show you now? The first thing you need to know is last time we discussed Limud HaTorah, Talmud Torah. So, connect, uh, uh, on that note, Tzarech, with, with, as far as Netzach, Tzarech L'Sayya Loimde HaTorah Ulach Sikam. person has to help Loimde HaTorah and to and Support them. Those who are studying Torah, the uniqueness of Kalal Yisrael, the uniqueness of the Jewish people. Um, you know, uh, it's it's everyone looks Jews like heroes. I was just noticing how many Jews were commenting on this Zelensky, who is the Prime Minister of Ukraine. They're they're shepping nachas, so to speak, from Zelensky that he's a Jew and, and he's a proud Jew, but Zelensky himself. Obviously, has had a very admirable uh, run as Prime Minister. I don't want to take away any, any of his pride. That's certainly admirable. His pride, but I wouldn't call him exactly the 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 the, um, the future of Judaism. In fact, his children themselves are not halakhically Jewish, and uh, you know, it's it's <laughs> and it's what to be proud of. And obviously, his his courage past few weeks is, is, is remarkable. However, uh, I wish those same people would appreciate that the people who are, who are going to have a Jewish people in a hundred years from now and people building Mashiach are those who learn Torah. Whether they're, they're learning Torah in Amachad, going to Daf Yoyimi, uh, uh, or, or, or late at night, or they're the people who are um, learning full-time in the Koylals, uh, or people teaching Torah, the, the people who are learning Torah are bringing Hashem in the world. You want to, the best way to, what well, we're all doing right now, right? if we didn't learn this, we'd be lacking, we'd be, you know, not only would we be lacking in knowledge, we'd be lacking in our spirituality, and we'd be le- bringing less Hashem in the world. So, a person who learns Torah brings a Kodesh Baruch Hu into the world. But I'm not, I'm not saying this to knock Zelensky, but it's amazing to me when you see, oh, he's Jewish, and, and it's great, by the way. I'm also, I'm also amazed to see that, that Ukraine, which historically was one of the most anti-Semitic countries, uh, which murdered, murdered Jews from hundreds of years from the time of the Tachvetat Bogdan Chalmanitsky, whose, whose statue, you know, Kiev is under, surrounded, Kiev is surrounded. There's a big statue of a mass murderer, Hitler, his name was Bogdan Chalmanitsky. Killed hundreds of thousands of Jews. My grandmother, and I'm sure any of my grandmother talked about it, historically, the, 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 the 
guards at many of the ghettos and concentration camps were Ukrainians. Right? They, they themselves, Ukrainians, uh, for those of you who have seen Jose, Eli Reinhardt, his grandfather was beheaded. And he like beheaded like his head was chopped off. Just walking on a street for Ukrainians simply for being a Yid, simply for being a Jew. The Ukrainians were historically terrible, bitter anti-Semites. So you have a Jewish prime minister, and they just had a Jewish president as well. It's like it's a Pella. It, it's it's amazing, and the fact that he's Jewish and standing up to uh, a Putin is also beautiful and, and nice. But if you really want to have pride, if you really want to support, I'm again, I'm just just using it as a point of reference, not as an absolute person sees someone learning Torah. That person is bringing Hashem into the world. That person is mamish bringing Mashiach. That person is is making in a world of sheker of falsehood and tumult and all kinds of impurities today, bringing Kedusha to the world, and therefore we should support such people. In Brahma sometimes, obviously, if you have a koilal, you know, a yeshiva, they need support. In sometimes you help them out, right? You, 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 you empower them and you allow them to learn, if it's a wife to her husband or her children, um, you're, you're connecting to it. If it's somebody else, you know, you, if you see it, to give them a Muslim, whether it's food or, or whatever they need, and really, it's not even that they, a person, if you're going to help somebody, you should help them that they could really focus. If you give someone, you know, some basic bread and water, they can't really live, that's not really helping. You know, again, it doesn't sometimes talk about monetarily supporting koilos or yeshivas, or individuals, and other times just simply being a person who helps them out. It could be a friend, it could be a spouse, it could be a parent to a child, it could be a child to a parent. You want to aid and abet, and abet and assist that there's more Torah in the world, right? If you go into a shul and you record the shear for somebody, I'm recording my own shear over here, but if somebody would record it and they spread it, you're helping spread Torah. If you turn on the lights, if you clean, if you have to put the books back, and the svarim, I remember Laser was very good at this, putting the svarim away, right? You put the svarim away and someone can find the safer and learn with it. You're helping Torah. If you're a mother and you take your kids to yeshiva, or you, or you encourage your husband uh, to learn Torah, or you're in a shul and you sponsor the learning, whatever it may be, you, you bring Torah into the world. You, you, by the way, it was actually about the Sal Salman in his Sefer says when you support Torah, it's an amazing thing. He says when you support Torah, it's it's worth it to, to remember we're talking about supporting Torah. What Rebbechaim Velazhin, who was the greatest student of the, the Grom, Vilna, the Vilna Gain, and the founder of the Velazhin Yeshiva, which was the first of the great yeshivas. Um, in the yeshiva movement, which all yeshivas today are modeled after, come after the Velazhin yeshiva. And so Chaim Velazhin says that according to the name of his great teacher, our teacher, the Velazhin, that person who who's machzik who, supports, strengthens somebody who learns Torah, lo does not just get the merit of causing Torah, of who they helped and supported, in Shemayim, after 100 years, 20 years, they'll have that Torah knowledge as well. 
means after that person will have the Torah knowledge. So if you would help Chaim Kanevsky, you'd have part of Chaim Kanevsky's Torah. You would know that Torah knowledge in Shemayim. And he even bring, they bring down in a safer, even a story that Chaim Lashon said about himself. There was a uh, uh, it was a, a Jew in, in, remember in Lithuania. They were extraordinarily poor. Not only was Ukraine anti-Semitic, by the way. Lithuania historically, it was very Eastern Europe as a whole, <laughs> with rare exceptions, was very anti-Semitic. Uh, you know, I'm just very. I don't want to go on a history tangent. The one country in the 19th century which was not largely anti-Semitic was Hungary because of Franz Josef. Franz Josef and that's why, by the way, if you would have looked in the 16th century, 17th century, there was no record of Hungarian Jews. Not, they don't even make the map. All of a sudden, in the early 19th century, going onwards, Hungary starts having lots of Jews. And the reason is, uh, was because Hungary was way more accepting in Eastern Europe to the Jews. Uh, and therefore, they had a large emigration uh, from Lithuania, Ukraine, Russia, Poland into Hungary. Um, but so Lithuania is also, you know, anti-Semitic, and because it was anti-Semitic, the Jews were poor, and 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 it was hard to get money for stakas when you're poor, and there was a mice. A Jew gave all of his furniture to the yeshiva to support the yeshiva, and after he he died, uh, it, it went to give basically give all his furniture. Rechaim Volozhin was learning Mishnais in memory of this person who gave all of his furniture possessions to the yeshiva, and he fell asleep. Uh, and he was learning Mishnais. He had a question of the Mishnais. He fell asleep, and in Shemayim, this simple Jew spoke to Rechaim in learning. And what Rechaim said is, it was amazing to him is that he didn't realize that how quickly a person could get acquires the Torah, they support Torah in Shemayim. So a person should go ahead and talk about this is support Torah and not only that so in Bivato, tamudom, not to disparage not to talk bad um, it, 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 you know sometimes the Gemara, you think it's a new thing the, the Talmud says that a person is an, an apikoris, an epicurean a person who actually could lose the world to come who they disparaged Torah. This is a Torah this is 1,800 years ago. If a person says, what good is Torah study? What does it do for the world? What good is it in the world? Is it science? Is it economics? What, what, is, what good is there? That person has lost, if a person is habitual, damages Torah, the stature of Torah in the world. By the way, if I mentioned Lithuania, the greatness of Lithuania and Volna was that Torah... Your, your only honor was that you had Torah study. Torah was the most precious commodity of all. Even if you had money, if you weren't a Torah scholar, eh, okay, not so special. Um, but really, when a person is maksha Torah, but if, you, if you disparage it, you lower the bar for other people to appreciate what Torah really is. Um, rather, a person should be, should uh, should stop the people should not, you know, well, you could do other things, that's so important. What learning Torah is not so important. Yeshivas are not so important. Um, you know, today if a kid goes to public school, basically it's a death sentence spiritually. It's essentially a death sentence. There are rare exceptions. 
Uh, not even like you know, you know, being knowledgeable in Torah, just being a from Jew, it's totally antagonistic, totally against the grain. But not just to be to to be a from Jew. A person has to realize that if their child, if their baby learns Torah, they'll be on astronomically on a different level. Um, and, and the way that will happen is if a person appreciates what Torah study is. Like, if you look at Daf Yomi, for example, as a nice thing to do, a good hobby, then you're, you're way underselling what it is. Daf Yomi is Oilam Haba, is bringing Kedusha to the world, is, is, the, is the most important time of the day. It's such, you know, and, and if, 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 it's, if, it's, if it's a wife pushing her husband or her mother or child, he taught the most important thing in the world, Limud HaTayra. Um, but if you think it's not a big deal, what are you doing and that's such a big deal, then you're, you're missing the boat. Um, you know, if you can donate svarim, right, to bring svarim, you give svarim to the base medrash, or anything, uh, turn on the air condition. I remember, this is years ago, um, Moshe Kohantiv. Remember Moshe Kohantiv? He used to always get the shul, clean it up, put it the toilet paper, like little like, tissues. I, um, actually, I remember he left like 13, 14 years ago because. My second or third year left. Third, my third year, I think, left. Um, so, you know, so the people who get the coffee ready. To me, what I need in the morning to learn Torah is coffee. I can't put my head. I can't think. Who can? I should I? If I don't have a coffee, anyone who makes me a coffee, it's, uh, it's like you know, a coffee. I, I don't. Need, I, I, you know, I, I can walk around fine without a coffee. But to think and learning, coffee, little milk. Drop a splenda, perfect, ready to roar. Um, so, so you make the coffee, you helped out people learn Torah. You donate the coffee, it's a great thing, by the way, to donate the coffee. Okay, it's not too many things that are important for learning, it's coffee. So for, we're, we're sleep deprived today. Um, so you get Sfarim, help it anyway. You bring in, and, and according to your ability, some people can do it monetarily, other people could be encouraging, supportive. Um, the more a person comes in honor the Torah and strengthens it, the way they speak about those who learn Torah, the way they treat those who learn Torah, the way they support those who learn Torah, whether it's in their body, obviously the greatest honor of Torah is what you yourself do, uh, or you invest your money into, right? if you can, anytime you convince a parent and I will say this in the Bay Area, I've never, I'm, it's not normal to me, I've come out, never met Orthodox Jews anywhere, but for the Bay Area, who thought about sending to public school. <laughs> I never had a Havamina. It's like basically going to McDonald's or to Pars. I'm saying, that's a choice. That's a choice of public school. And again, I'm not talking about people whose families don't know better. That's a different story. But anyone said they get to public school, Again, there are unique situations where I think I, I'm not, but as like as like a legitimate option, it's not a legitimate option. All right, you you can and, and for those who you can could, could aid and abet to get a Torah education, and again sometimes the kids are in schools like that um, to encourage them to learn Torah, to help them learn Torah. Uh, the more person in any ways does it. They support her. By the way, the the actually I think I have it over here even. Um, one second. 
the 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 Gros says that if a person um, learns Torah and does not support it, they're soinias Hashem. They, they hate Hashem. I mean, if you if you understand what uh, Torah is, it brings Hashem into the world. It brings ta- Hashem's knowledge in the world. It brings kedusha in the world. And you don't. And you can. Not, not that person doesn't have money. Person has an ability. If you could, what you could do, you should do, right? Uh, what you could do, you should do. You know, I went to University of Pennsylvania Law School. I've never given a penny to them or for something. To get I would never will give a penny to them <laughs> because when they propagate, I can't even tell you how antagonistic it is to Hashem in this world. I happen to say I didn't get. A, I didn't take their money, so I don't feel indebted to them. Uh, I paid them money. <laughs> I paid them a lot of money, but. But but uh, but I think what they what they teach and what they sponsor, you know, I was a thorn in their side very often in their in their agendas. But but at the end of the day, when you support Torah, you're bringing Hashem into the world. When you learn Torah, you're bringing Hashem into the world. Um, many of the people say when you even, you think in Torah on the street, you cleanse the street. If your house has Torah in it, you cleanse your house. You know, I even I remember I once told somebody. He had learned when he was younger, and he was a very busy person. And he was actually a lawyer. And he said he gave his farm to the base madrash. So he said, "At least they'll be used." So I told him, "Obviously, better the farm are used. You get the mitzvah of helping the base madrash by putting the farm in a base madrash in a place of learning. But I'll tell you, if you have farm in your house, it will remind you that you have a purpose in this world. Don't give them all away. You know, keep somewhere you can see them." They remind you there's, there's a higher purpose to life. Very easy to get caught up in all of life. I mean, there are people today, I'm not joking, who are reading about Ukraine an hour a day, an hour a day of Ukraine. Like, like they're, they're, by the way, they have, they're, they're 40 kilometers or 38 kilometers outside of Kiev. Like, we have to know exactly how many kilometers they are. An hour a day, you don't know, learn to learn an hour a day. You can find, I'm telling you, you can get three minutes a day, and you can know everything you need to know. So I need three minutes a day. I go an hour a day, an hour and a half a day. Three minutes a day, because been that they're at hour learning Torah. <laughs> three minutes just get way more accomplished. Way more accomplished. Um, but person had to, to realize what Torah is in the world. We don't hear it enough. We don't see it enough. I was coming from Yishalayim. Mamish Kimetzion takes the Torah to Hashem Yishalayim from Tzion. By the way, unfortunately, it's not today's conversation. But there are people who want to take away the Torah from Yerushalayim. Nothing less. <laughs> Nothing less. They want, they want Aristotle to be taught as the main thing. Not Aristotle and Plato. It's not Mamish the Greeks. But the modern day, you know, Aristotle and Plato. Um, but a person has to understand what Torah is. You love Torah. You love Hashem. You want to bring Hashem into the world. Isaac, but someone who toils the Torah is Shiyumi Kol Adam. You have to be able to learn from everyone. This is very interesting, by the way. If you really want to get Torah and you want to support Torah, you want to support your own Torah, you need to learn from everybody. Why is this? Um, from all of my teachers, David Melech said, I became not enlightened. Um, can't, you can't just have one teacher and only one teacher. Why is that? Because the Talmud says a person can only learn what your heart desires. Well, I learned, it's what my heart desires. We all have certain angles that we take. So, so you can have a primary teacher. That's totally normal. Many people have a primary teacher. But if you only learn by one person, 
you, you can't, we're all different and we're all unique. And there will be some part of that individual that will be unfulfilled. You just won't get it. And if a person has multiple teachers, they have a multiplicity of understandings of Torah and ability to, to comprehend it. And, 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 and therefore, if a person does it, you can become a makami, you can become a chariot, which means you're a kli, you're a vessel for understanding Hashem. And one who teaches Torah um, at the level of Tiferes, of, of splendor, uh, teach Torah. By the way, you don't have to be a rabbi, and you don't. Everyone on this call, and I know there's about at least weekly another many more people who listen to this call, and who knows who afterwards. Um, you're all teachers. There's not one person I know that listens that I know this is called can't teach. You all know more than other people. Everyone can share Torah, whether it's at work, whether it's to relatives, whether it's to friends, whether it's to shul. We all have the ability to share, to, share, to bring Hakadosh Baruch in this world and to teach Hashem's uh, Torah. Each each one of us, without exception, could be a teacher and should be a teacher and should share teach Hashem's Torah. Get. That's Tiferes. We mentioned that earlier. Rabbi Yosef Yosef Lamedzeichel Tiferes Yashpia, and it's Tiferes. I'm not going to get the Kabbalistic parts. Tiferes is Yashpia. It flows into the Netzach Vahoid in Madrigus Mashem. Vinei Biyoso. When you learn Mikra, which is the twenty-four books of Tanakh of Scripture, Torah Nevi'im Ksuvim is Yemin, which is the right side, which is which is Yachas Prati El Hanetzach. Which is which is the, the netzach side? This is per, now for, primarily for the men. Is you learn Mishnah, you get the, you get the small. Yeshua Yachas Prate Lahoid. The Gemara and Gemara is Kulubikol. She maybe Rai Ladinia Mishnah. The Gemara takes the Mishnah and the Mikra and connects it and has the rise has the proofs both way. Uh, that's netzach and hod. In, in other words, you wanna you wanna have brach on this world. See, Hashem wants. We live in a world, and I say this not lightly, I'm just actually coming from Israel, it's like, you see Tel Aviv, you see one galaxy, it's like Mamash a galaxy, and I love every Jew there, and every Jew should be healthy and good, uh, there are from Jews in the Gushtan area, but largely, it's, it's not, it's a world where, you know, it's not, it's actually the second or first most expensive city in the world today, but it's not, it, that's not what Kali Yisrael is about. You know, there's nothing wrong with having Google or Intel or Cisco. Have any of you heard of these things? Or, but, or, or trying to be like Brussels. Actually, I'm trying to be Brussels or Paris um, in Israel. But it's, it's like, it's a city that could be anywhere. And, and forgetting, forgetting Jews and keeping Hashem's Torah, it's not what we're here for. Yerushalayim has this, not yet, Mashiach's not there either yet. It's not perfect. Um, but it, but it, there's, there's a, you feel Hashem there. You, you can, when you walk in Jerusalem, and you can, certainly majority of Jerusalem, some parts not, not yet. You know, you feel you're in a place where people are thinking about Kadosh Baruch Hu. There's a focus on life. And again, they're humans, and they're not perfect, and I can tell you all the warts and flaws, just as you could. Uh, but, is there a Kadosh Baruch in this world? There's a feeling of Hashem in this world. You go to the Kaisel, you, know, not, you go to Dizengoff, you don't have to fill Hashem. You go to the Kaisel, you go, you go to the you go to the Mir Yeshiva, you walk around, you feel like people are thinking about a Kaddish Baruch Hu. 
our purpose is to be to bring Hashem to this world. Right? You want to have wherever you are, whether you're on Meridian Avenue, right, or or, or you're in Hamilton or anywhere near that, or you're in Chicago or North California, like I am during the day, uh, or wherever a person is, a person wants to bring a Kodesh Baruch Hu into the world. The, the best way to bring Hashem into the world is Torah. And, it's, it, it, and I'm not going to, you know, sometimes people feel like they'll be a missionary. I, by the way, I, I, that's a dirty word because of, of how it's used, but, but we all should be if we want to spread Hashem. And, and, and I'm not saying to, you know, to go to people who don't want There's enough people who, who are asking to learn. And for the people who, who are not yet ready, then there's, there's an art, which I've discussed many times, of how to under, make them understand that they're not, you know, you're missing the mode of life if you don't have a shem in your life. Right? You're missing a purpose in life. You could start by voracious borrow, go to Montero. They're missing what they are. We're supposed to be Jerusalem Jews, not Tel Aviv Jews. And again, I'm not knocking Tel Aviv where there are lots of good Jews there, but that's not, the, that's not what Kalal Yisrael is. Not, that's not the purpose of, uh, 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 of, of the world is. The purpose of the world is to bring Hashem into our lives, to bring Hashem into the world. And not only that the purpose of the world, you, the biggest chesed, the biggest kindness you could do to yourself, <laughs> the biggest kindness that a person can do to himself is to bring Hashem and Torah into lives. It's a different leaven, it's a different life. You, have, you see the world differently in Gantz and, like, and totally different. The biggest kindness you can do to yourself is that, and the biggest kindness you can give to another person is to bring Hashem into life. Not only will they have a better with this world, they will have a next world. Because a person doesn't have Torah, they, I don't even get what happens. It, it ain't good. Right, you're doing spreading Torah. You're giving person the dew of eternity. That's literally what the Talmud says in Ksubis. You give them the dew of eternity, the tal of, of of what the resurrection of the dead will come. What what a person the the the, the life force of eternity. Lastly, Ulam Yisoid Yisoid. By the way, Joseph Yosef Atzadik, who overcame the wife of Partifar, is called Yisoid. Yisoid is this idea of holiness. The foundation, uh, you know, even in uh, with this, the way the Sefer Yetzirah and other Sram show it, is just so is represented by the male organ, by, by procreation, of holiness, of kedusha, of spirituality. Uh, there's a lot more depth to it as well, but little means the foundation. Um, it actually says a very subtle thing. We live in a very vulgar, vulgar world. Paka, very Oh my goodness, such a vulgar world we live in. Mamish, you know, where where where. Uh, you know, every in my own life, uh, what I've seen as far as kedusha, spirituality, sexuality, speech, music, everything around it, what's what's seen on the street, has uh, you know, it wasn't that high when I when I was younger, and it certainly has dropped precipitously lower. Uh, so we're we're unfortunately sometimes not as sensitive to kedusha to holiness, but even the way a person speaks, where we talk, remember the way we speak, speech. Is the articulation of our brains actually? We say that, that we say the Torah says that man, the essence of man, is the ability to speak intelligently, speak intelligently. So the way where we speak, the person should not come to promiscuous thoughts, to to lunis. Now you think lunis, you and I see. We have to understand that even where our head is, it, it's not just action. It's our our, our head. Should be a head from Torah, you know, a head which is a receptacle, a vessel for kedusha, for holiness, kedusha and for a man that shouldn't come to 
spilling seed. Certainly a person should not speak like vulgar with certain words. It's actually, it's an amazing, it's a, it's an amazing thing. It's, it's like almost unbelievable. The Rambam, Maimonides, and Marit Avuchan, and Guy Flex says, you know why Lashon HaKadosh, our language is called Lashon HaKadosh, is the, the holy tongue. You know why it's called the holy tongue? He says, because there's no actual word for the male organs and female organs for different acts. Like, it, it doesn't have that kind of talk. And today, you think of the curse words, don't think about it, but the four-letter words, the, the vulgar words, all about bathroom, and which should be holiness, intimacy, used in the most disgusting of ways. That's how people speak. Right? And the Ram says, by us, in Yiddishkeit, we don't even have words for that, because we speak in a refined way. So we necessarily not to speak any, and not to be around people who speak that way, in a vulgar, lowly fashion, like everything's a bathroom word or taking something which should be ideally intimately holy and lowering it to the lowest, you know, into, into the gutter. Uh, so, so, so of course not to speak novella. But even a deeper tar that comes to, to hear. Now, men are much weaker creatures than women. And, and women don't realize how sometimes how weak creatures men are. Right? A man could be happily married or could be totally fine and get into certain conversations, and all of a sudden they're with a, with a lady, and their head could start traveling to places they shouldn't be. You know, ladies could also do that, but not nearly as easily as men could. <laughs> men are weak. Men are very weak, especially if they're 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 unhappy. They're they're super weak. Um, so, but but so even a man, there's a conversation that's beseder, that's normal between a menschluck, respectful between a man and a woman, and there's conversation that, 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 that you don't cross certain lines. You, you know, there is no such thing as, you know, a man who could sit and schmooze with a lady about, shoot the breeze for two, three hours and things don't go through his head. And I will say that unequivocally, that any man is going to have a three-hour conversation. I'm not talking about business conversation. I'm not talking about if they're dealing with an issue that's different. But just a friendly conversation, just a cheery, friendly con- doesn't any lady believes that does not know the physiology and the head of a man that does not stay, <laughs> and it's not healthy for her either. Uh, it ain't good. Uh, that, that, that's not exactly the, you know it's not a good thing. Um, and therefore, kedusha spirituality, it, there's the, the idea of. of Differences in acknowledging that the Chavetz Chaim once had a lady coming in and out, in and out, and I said, "What do you think? She's think I'm a malach, I'm an angel. Something doesn't go through someone's head, you know." So even how we speak, if it's between the opposite genders, again, it doesn't mean to be a mashugana, it doesn't mean to be off, but it means to be normal, but be cognizant that there's certain lines that should not be crossed. And don't let your, as a Shlomo, the wise woman, said, don't let your mouth other words that cause your sins to flush. And especially for men, not to, to cause to speak in ways or to have conversations which lead to uh, spilling of seed. Why should God be angry at you? You know, the zero, which is literally seed, um, in, 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 Kabbalistically, is, is in, you know, practically, is, is a life force, 
But Kabbalistically, you know, it is it could be used for the good or the bad. Uh, it's certainly it's not talking about just cursing because that is is itself a sin. It's, it shouldn't lead to a sin. So how we speak, the, the the way we speak, and by the way, the way people speak is a lot of it what they're exposed to and what they expose themselves to. Um, you know, sometimes things are unavoidable, but very often the peers we pick, the people we hang out with, um, some people live like it's perm every every Shabbos or every day. It ain't a good thing, right? And some people, they can pick friends at work. Um, and certain workforces that's more prevalent than others, you have to be careful who you hang out with because we are sponges to an extent. Even if the, and therefore, even if the dibor is not intrinsically a sin, but it's just a little bit loosey-goosey or if it's too friendly between opposite genders, it may be the hero circle is and you have to be very careful Right? Very, very careful. Even if it says, you can't, it's a, it's a, what am I doing wrong? I'm just being friendly. Right? Just chilling out, having fun. Um, even something which could be okay, could certainly lead to bad things. Now, again, by the way, it doesn't mean that every conversation, 100%. It just means you have to be careful. You have to have safeguards up. You should be cognizant. Just because it's a conversation or just because, you know, certain things should not be spoken about. Um, my wife told me, she was a teenager, that she didn't read the newspaper because the Bill Clinton case was going on for a while. And she didn't want to read. Like, people read these things. Like, it's scintillating. It's exciting. Actually, I, I, when I was many years ago, this is, whew, to age myself now, twenty six or seven years ago, I, I took a summer class on British history. Um, in British history, and the, the it's a long story, but basically, this teacher himself was a little bit interesting. He made the in order to get uh, his nineteenth century British history. Um, See, so in order, he, he had one major paper. And his major paper was the following thing, how people in Victorian England, which was more prudish, quote-unquote, would read the, about the crimes of, uh, of moral turpitude, of prostitutes, of that stuff, in order to get scintillating information. And how the newspapers in Victorian England would, would elaborate on all of the crimes. And they would have like, the whole reports, and that, that's how they got their prurient interest you know, toward the Supreme Court. That's how they got their... Imagination ticking, but here that the point of all these people writing these papers, but it got their imagination ticking. What you see, how you talk, what you read, what you're exposed to, will do it. By the way, I did not write that paper for that year, that class. I told his professor, uh, uh, you know, I'm not writing a paper. Give me another topic. And I ended up reading about Richard Wagner and his anti-Semitism. But you know, you know, just shows that you don't have to follow what they say. You can always get out of things if you're believe you're firm in your beliefs. Um, but, but my point of mentioning that thing from 26 years ago is here are these British people under Victorian England reading the newspaper, juicy things about, with, you know, just to talk about it, to think about it. And, and don't think we're any, any different. If a person reads things, whether it's on the internet, whether it's in magazines or newspapers or talks about it, their heads 
will go someplace. And it's not Hashem. And it's not Torah. It's not what your purpose is. Our purpose in this world is is to be a conduit for or for light, for Torah, for Kedusha, for holiness. So we're talking about so that's a... Um, this is really, it's a little bit, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll do it, but I'm not going to elaborate too much about it, particularly for men, you know, uh, the zera, the the seed of a man, again, in marriage for his wife at the right times, it's, there's nothing holier. Outside of it, it actually brings impurity, okay? It's compared to the covenant of the rainbow. Very shortly, Keshes um, has a purpose, and it's to bring tamalchas, which is for chetz. So that zero should, you know, should never be wasted. Uh, it, on the contrary, it should be utilized for matara haroya, for a state of purity, for his wife, which is betahara. Uh, at that time, it's actually brings Kedusha, but not not the time of it brings the opposite. And again, today, this is like totally off-kilter in the secular world. Totally from teenagers to the entertainment, to the music, to the lifestyles, totally, totally off-kilter. Um, but he says the starting point, and this is what's important for you and I right now, is where our heads are. <laughs> What are we thinking? What goes through our heads? What are we suggesting to ourselves? And that really sums up this whole chapter. Our heads as Yidin, Jews, is to think about Hashem. Now we're human beings, we're normal, you know, none of us are, uh, well, most of us are largely exposed to all kinds of people and things, but we control our heads. The best way to control our heads is through Torah study, <laughs> connecting to Torah scholars, supporting Torah, if you want if a person wants to have a shot today to bring Hashem into their lives, they need Torah. On Torah, without Torah, a person's finished. I mean, finished it doesn't mean they jump off a bridge. It means they will not fulfill their purpose in this world. That's finished to me. <laughs> finished to me is you missed the boat of life. That's a tragedy. That's a loss. That's an eternal loss. So a person needs to connect to Torah and Musr and rabbis who teach Torah and people who live Torah to have. That live the purpose and live the life they're supposed to live. On that, without that, a person is lost or finished. That, that doesn't mean they're going to, it means they don't fulfill the purpose. We have Torah and we spread Torah. We, we have the Chesed Torah. We bring our Shem And the best way to get Torah to yourself is to teach it. You think if I learn the Sefer by myself, if we learn the same way, I share with you whoever listens to it. I'm sharing it with myself also. Right? A person, you want to bring our Shem to this world, you need to have Torah. It's not enough just to quote-unquote keep mitzvahs. For sure, that's tremendous. The person needs to have involved in Torah study and in supporting Torah and in bringing Torah in this world. Then, if a person has that, they're not, they're not looking for improper thoughts, other words. In fact, they don't want that. You know, you can only appreciate what it means to think holy if you know what holiness is, you know what Hashem is. When your person realizes what real holiness, what real Kedusha is, um, then they don't want what the street has to offer, what, 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 what a debased world before Mashiach has to offer. They want the real world. Uh, th- that's a world of, of sheker, of, of falseness, of, 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 of a dead end. Right? We want the highway for eternity. And that, that, that's the derech, that's the path 
of Torah, and the more we support Torah, aid Torah, abet Torah, uh, share Torah, love Torah, understand that it's not just to learn from different people and different things, uh, then, by the way, the next part of the aside of the holiness, of not engaging in things and seeing and being exposed to and talking ways which are improper is way easier. Okay, we'll hold here tonight. This was a high level, but it's a level that each one of us could achieve on our own level, and that's really what we're here for.